0: Good morning. this is Moss Wheeler and a story in mind and just just getting out the door. we go it's a little bit a little bit earlier it's 4:30 something 4:30 oh actually it's just a bit after 4 was I was thinking of uh, silence, and also uh, to have. Uh, <laughs> Trying not to say ah, ah. I listened to myself yesterday, and I found myself saying ah quite a bit. So I'm going to embrace the silence but my thought for the topic was storytelling whether it's novels or music or art as a kind of Breaking the silence. It's it's another rainy day. Yesterday was uh, raining all day. And <clears throat> So silence. I have my own silence, and the uh, silence of my community, my family, and my community. There's greater silence or denial in the larger community of, say, the city where I live, my culture. I'm thinking of writers I know that break the silence that they've experienced in one way or another. And it's, it's uncomfortable. Uh, some of the writers that are putting stuff out I, I find uncomfortable. And, and yet, I want to encourage them in some way or another to speak their voice. There's a quote that's attributed to Voltaire that goes something along the lines of, I will die to protect your, your right to speak and it was something like that, it's actually not Voltaire, it's uh, a woman, so uh, I'm not sure if she was a, a writer, or a philosopher, but if you go looking, it should be possible to, to dig up that quote. Yeah. So, uh, freedom of speech—it's—it's it's a difficult thing. You want to—you want to allow as much as possible people to express themselves, to enshrine that liberty, yeah. and then—and then say we agree upon things that at least in Canada we have a uh, a notion of a hate speech or a definition of hate speech which I, I think is similar to and different than the American definition that say yeah, if you're actively advocating attacking someone so you can be you can be voicing uh, horrible opinions say that somebody else finds repulsive and and yet it would not fall under hate speech And yet, that doesn't stop somebody from standing up and pointing that out and expressing their, say, disgust with something else, somebody else who said, Uh, said, expressed in some form or another. And yeah, so it's it, it's not just it's it's not just the freedom to say something. It's this tug of war, and you know you're in a free society when that tug of war exists. <clears throat> but there there is this. there's lots of grey area but there's a particular territory a small territory that most people uh, agree on agrees okay that's you, you have now gone too far and I'm just thinking of Diane, she also goes by Sable. I think she's, I think she's in Alberta, and I've, uh, I've got to get people's last names. But I remember she was posting a while ago about, about swearing, and I, I have my stance of professionalism. My argument was. When I go into a store I <laughs> I expect some some level of decorum. Uh, the grammar doesn't have to be perfect, but that said, uh, there are places, there are shops where it's sort of sort of expected or anyway. When it comes down to personal expression or artistic expression, I I stand by her. You know, if she if that's what she wants to do, I will totally back her up to the to the point of uh, say you know even disagreeing with her, if she was saying something and I might and not not especially her but just say someone who who wants to voice something. Uh, I would hope that I would be able to stand not with that person, but I would protect their right to speak, even if I disagreed with them. Uh, but also uh, having my own limit, which is, which is ad- the advocating of violence against a, a person or a group. Urging other people to do that, and uh, you know, from from what I, from what I know of Diane, I think I'm pretty sure that she would, you know, on that point. And and then again, she she would have to say, I don't want to put you know words into her mouth, but uh, I. I I have uh, I have respect for her and what she's doing and yeah <clears throat> uh, and and other writers uh, uh, another writer Johannes he uh, this is Johannes Steger and uh, he's uh, he's he's uh, by, and he uh, was, he he posted some uh, stuff, uh, a bunch of a bunch of stuff from a uh, uh, story he's working on, and it's it's not my terrain. I'm straight. Uh, I have uh, family and friends in the rainbow community. And and it was sort of say, you know, well, this is this is not this is not mine, but you know, Johannes is writing for a community, and uh, also to what is it? It's um, you don't have to agree with. What the person is doing, like say, sort of, I saw some stuff, and it was, it was very um, erotic, I guess would be the word, and I, I, I sort of, sort of, it's uh, like, oh wow, well this is, this is not, uh, this is not for me, but I'm not going to stand up and say, you know. Oh, you you know you can't do this. And and there's a there's a number of erotic um, writers on Twitter, and some of them I some of them I follow, and some some of it I I'm not able to get involved with. Uh, they're off in a field that. Is different from what I'm doing. It's it's an unusual position. Likewise for them, you know. Say they're probably not reading, um, say posts that I'm making about my story. And I think the thing we we all share is that. It's the thing that we all share is story, storytelling, and uh, talking about writing, mm-hmm. description, structure, character, setting, conflict. We all have these preoccupations. Oh, it's getting windy here. But we have we all have the preoccupation uh, and then we're heading off into our own categories uh, horror is another one uh, I've, I've written horror before and <laughs> I had uh, an, one horror writer who was wanting to get feedback and I, I was able to push everything aside and just give you know all of this you know, gore and horror and terror push it aside and give feedback on say the arc of the I think it was a short story but the actual the actual content I-, I wasn't I wasn't really uh, into you know this the shock and the 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 shock and the schlock shock and schlock I think it's schlock yeah Uh, yeah uh, my my interest is fantasy uh, back to Johannes for a second he he's doing fantasy so we have a connection there and it, it, i have i have a challenge because i read some of his stuff and you know i'm i'm sitting there going uh oh you know elves there's elves there's uh gay elves uh and you know it's fantasy i guess it would be erotic fantasy And and two, that's one thing that uh, I don't read. I don't read uh, erotic or uh, more ten- intense on that uh, on that angle. And there's there's a lot of uh, genres that I'm not uh, that I don't I don't really read that much. And, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if I'm going clean. No, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm looking at myself going, oh no, I've pigeonholed myself. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, uh, it's, it's like I'm, uh, you know, watching television. Uh, you know, everything is bleeped out and... But, but also too, I, I don't want limitations imposed. Uh, I do I do prefer things to be labeled. You know, I, I want I want the writer or the publisher to to let me know what I'm getting into. back to silence and even within the the stories that, that I've mentioned there there are constraints that say the writers have imposed upon themselves that there are these preferences that limit it's almost like say rules of a game that define it and say okay this story is going to have this that and the other thing it's going to have a hint of the erotic but not full blown there's going to be violence but it's not going to be dwelled upon or we'll have moments of shock but it's not going to be Throughout the whole thing, or vice versa. Uh, comedy? No comedy. Right? It's it, maybe there's some sarcasm, but there's not actual humor. about the silence that I'm emerging from and I really think if you know, whoever picks up what I've written that they'll be able to read it as a book that they're not going to be sort of hit on the head with um, say my rage or uh, you know pain uh, that they will they will get a story I think too it might be that it's an interpretation or an adaptation uh, when I'm editing that say I'm thinking of Hopefully, I'm thinking of the reader, and, uh, say, angling or removing something that doesn't work for the story. But, I, especially in first draft, I or say, you know, in my own private moments, editing, I'll be sitting there and wanting, or I find myself examining a subject. You know, I have a subject, I have a topic, I have a theme. It speaks to me, and I'm I'm relating. There's also taking. I mentioned sublime a couple episodes ago. Sublime, not sublime. Um, Sublimation. The two words are, might be connected, but uh, sublimation is taking uh, a, a terrible, you know, some, some, some stressful, difficult thing and being able to turn it into a, a thing of value. And uh, that takes. That takes work. Uh, I, I appreciate people who have said kind things about my work. And, and as well, uh, fair dealing. Uh, I can remember getting a review. I don't like looking at reviews, but... Sometimes on Twitter, uh, people will tell you. <laughs> they will say, and I'm cool. I'm cool with say uh, that in both, actually, in a number of circumstances, it's been from people uh, from from other writers, and it, that that is kind of a, a critique, like your workshopping story. So it has a different kind of flavor. I don't know if that makes sense, but. I kind of argue, too, that each of us is. we're being motivated. And on Twitter today, I saw someone say that asking this question, do you hide this thing that is, you know, this story inside of yourself or do you share it? Do you bottle it up and repress it or do you let it out? And it it might be a scream, it might be a call for help. rage, uh, it might even be, you know, joy, sort of say, uh, finding uh, the value, you know, in, uh, in a messy life, saying, you know, these are fo- focusing, <laughs> you know, all of those cliché, um, cliché slogans of optimism, right, an attitude of gratitude, all that kind of stuff. There, there's a place for that, um, and in the midst of everything, for, for myself, I find myself gravitating uh, toward that. To have characters fighting against, you know, doubt and despair and perhaps not triumphing completely but uh, at least standing up standing up and confronting uh, I remember a long time ago uh, the girl next door said "The silence is deafening because I wasn't saying much, I couldn't say much. I wasn't—I uh, wasn't supposed to. I wasn't allowed. And she picked up on this, and I—I uh, I, yeah, I, I remember that. And it, it's interesting, you know. Say, people—people people will tell you, sort of like uh, being objective they're on the outside, whereas, say, you are subjective, you are inside. <clears throat> the experience. I have a, a, an old friend who works in printing. I think he's still working in printing. He has, he has this quiet rage sometimes bubbles over uh, but it's almost like um, not. I don't want to belittle him but it's, it's almost like a I, I think I mentioned before, sort of say the you know, you're, you're slowly and quietly dying in a cubicle and that's what it looks like for me from the outside and I've said some things, and I, I I know that he has a creative life, so uh, so that's that's a good thing, and uh, he has uh, he has he has some support and everything. The weird thing too is that it, it doesn't stop. That the once you let the, once you let Jack out of the box, once you let you know the beast out of the cage, once you give yourself a voice, it continues. And I'll. Constantly set things aside, and it's every day, and then you know, I, next day I find myself back, back at it, you know. Or I'm still thinking of the story or a story, and I, I'm I'm glad that it doesn't it doesn't necessarily it doesn't necessarily end and i don't know about you but i i sit there and go oh you know can i now can i get on with my life you know is is the work done you know have i said enough is it is it all over and it's not, and I suspect it—it it never will be. And it kind of uh, can't be. I'm—I'm I'm just rambling on now. I'm just thinking that once you once you silence yourself, and and to to carry on that too, I. I have been asked to be silent. Uh, I have been uh, gaslit uh, I've had people you know tell me that what I'm talking about is untrue uh, doesn't doesn't happen didn't happen and And then, and then being asked to be quiet. You know, could you take that post down? And uh, from people, uh, from people close to me in my community, uh, people who I've known for years since childhood. And that's sad. Uh, a small tragedy. Um, just it, noticing the house with the Christmas lights up again. I just I want to go check out and see if Santa Santa Claus is still <laughs> reclining. Uh, it's such a weird thing, too, that, um, you know, say to, to be in a continent. Yeah, yeah. Santa Claus is on the roof and kind of laying on his side. I, I was saying it's it's kind of odd to be in a country where freedom of speech is preserved or, you know, hopefully enshrined that we have this agreement and contract. Where I'm coming from is uh, an illegal... Illegal, illicit environment, and a community that's involved in in silence. That you you don't talk about this. You don't you know let people know uh, what your parents are up to and what your family friends are up to. You you don't snitch. It's interesting getting outside of it because I just gained this perspective of, uh, well, you know, first of all, there's a lot of lying and you know, being put in the position of lying. Is my fa—is my family criminals? Have I grown up uh, in a criminal criminal environment? And uh, does that make me a criminal? There, there is this moral ambiguity to that existence, and I find that is is in my storytelling that, uh, you know, these characters who are existing in this kind of halfway state, this is just me interpreting. And there there was a lot of uh, confusion about social mores, social morality, and... Say things about that we we generally agree upon, but because of the environment that I was in, there's this. It's it's like these these rules are being bent and broken, and I, it was it was very confusing for myself and uh, the other kids. My uh, childhood friends, because you go, you go from that, uh, you know, this sort of secret, uh, you know, this secrecy, out into the, the world, and there are there are people who are <laughs> who are not living that way. something liberating about um, talking about it, you know, being out being out in the open but uh, it's it's also painful uh, so there's, say, there's a relief but then there's the the burden of identity because it's sort of like a what is it all of a sudden it's you know ah you're that kind of person and too I, I, I know that the feeling I've been I've uh, I've met people uh, who have been who have worn the, that identity this identity I'm wearing uh being a, being a survivor, being somebody with uh, PTSD, and I've I've looked at those people, right, and this sort of warped perception of, um, oh, you know, well you're this kind of victim, or you're. Uh, An old one. I, I can remember people sort of uh, telling me about a, a relative who had uh, mental health pro- problems. Uh, is was always interesting. It was this, uh, oh, you know, so-and-so, right, who has this this problem. And uh, I can remember one relative was just really, I could see, uh, they were just broken, and that is, is a stigma, social stigma, uh, and it's, it's weird, because we're still using these terms, I don't think it, it's like whatever community you're in, whatever, um, community, minority, that, uh, there's these terms or slang, and all of a sudden I saw people using words like uh, you know crazy or using phrases like you know we're all mad here, and I, <laughs> I found myself going, I don't think you actually know you know I don't I don't I don't think people actually and too, it's it is the case that people aren't thinking about the words that they're using and then I find myself using it and that's a, a relatively new uh, experience so breaking breaking the silence it's such an odd thing too because there's say people who are living under that uh, guise of silence that uh there's the imposed identity and I think it's th- it's this hope for normality kind of like counting a baby's toes <laughs> you know, it's just that that, you know that that's going to make you healthy and so on and so forth and you don't want you know, the unhealthy changeling baby you know Oh, you know, you were swapped with the fairy folk. You know, elves, you know, caught... Elves abducted the real baby. And they left this kind of monster. Oh! The rain has stopped. What is... What is my... My new favorite GIF is Stan Lee, Um, and uh, he's passed away, but uh, what is it, Excelsior, I think that's what it is, and it's lovely, it's, you know, one word, loaded, loaded with meaning, One of the, I I, I find myself, as somebody who has been silenced, I find myself uh, kind of attracted to issues that are denied Uh, or um, people, you know, people who've who've lived under this kind of um, silence Example of that for me is the, the local First Nations, the Native, Indigenous people. I'd love to do a story about yeah, Indigenous uh, British. Uh, there's almost an element of that. There's this, uh, uh, you know, from from, he- from hearing about, about what's happening. London, England, right now, in the UK, this, uh, that, anyway, but just switching the perspective, so look, looking at, uh, and of course, of course, it, taking away from it's sort of like uh, making comparisons against uh, African Americans like say um, trying to uh, flip around Uh, not I I think it has to do with it it's just so difficult and uh, so painful that there's a desire to, almost like, erase it, you know, and say it doesn't, uh, problems in the past don't exist anymore, which is, which is not the case, these problems don't go away, and, uh, we just reinvent them. And two, just using the word problems. But to, to get back on track I'm I'm interested it's super difficult but I'm interested in the people who uh, this is their these are their traditional lands there's three groups uh, here in Vancouver and sometimes they'll be acknowledged uh I think it's something along the lines of the traditional territory of the Slalutooth, uh, Musqueam, and I think it's Squamish. Anyways, three sort of subgroups uh, in, this, in, in Vancouver, in this uh, area. It, the, the larger name that most people know is Salish. So it's, it's this Salish territory and then um, a smaller part of it. And they have a language, there's a unique language here in Vancouver. Uh, and too, I, I grew up knowing nothing about this. Uh, I think I saw one photograph and it was mentioned, and there was a person on the river in this uh, canoe. Dugout canoe. And I've learned more and more and more over the years. And it's it, it's it's part of the silence of Vancouver. Uh, it's almost like the the greater silence, and then you have these lesser silence of immigrants and then um, people with orientations that are different uh, you know not uh, heterosexual and then you have uh, you know religions um, oh women's uh, rights so it's a And and too, so strange that it it continues. It's in me. I find myself, you know, just going, "Oh my gosh!" You know, I'm having a a moment, a moment of uh, where where I have picked up from I don't know where, um, family, friends, you know, somewhere. it's even in uh, school when you're a kid because the the history books you know point you in a certain direction and I'm sure it's better now but I, I could definitely feel it uh, when I was when I was a kid I was like "Going, there's a lot missing here <laughs> and, and then uh, my community as well uh people with these alternative lifestyles, you know, they wanted to grow their hair and do all kinds of things that uh, they were not uh, supposed to do, legally and socially. Uh, So yeah. So what's what's your silence? What aren't you talking about, writing about? And I think as well, even even if you don't mean to, that subconsciously, like say that the creative act kind of it allows a safe space or safe place. To express, to explore, to express, and to heal, uh, but also to raise the you know, raise the flag of freedom, of liberty, and just celebrate that. You know, yes, you know, let's let's argue. You know, that's your right and my right is to stand up until, you know, a dictatorship takes over, and then even then, you know, to, to be able to, uh, fight for, uh, the best. Morning. I can hear the morning seagulls who have uh, just flown up. We uh, we have a or we're right beside the Pacific Ocean, and so it's weird. Sometimes we'll have these gusts of wind that you, know, you could smell the ocean, you know, that kind of seaweed seaweed smell. I don't want to say it's salty, but there's something in the air. Not all the time. Sometimes. Apparently we're getting this warm air from Hawaii. I don't know if that's true. But uh, that may be sort of an explanation for why Vancouver is not why it's not snowing here right now <clears throat> sometimes we have no snow during the winter final thoughts about silence one of the things with books and stories is, is that you have the you have the freedom and the right to uh, put down that book. You don't have to read it, and um, I, 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 you know, I do that. I'll start a book, and um, for one reason or another, you know, not not finish it, and and then too, I'll I'll find some obscure book. Uh, I get I get really I don't know about you but I get curious about banned books, and sometimes it doesn't make sense. Uh, sometimes it does. Like say I can I can see this sort of extreme uh, extreme morality. So I go oh yeah, but on the flip side. Now, is it is it is it limiting? Is it is it limiting freedoms? Uh is it is it constraining thought and free thought, free thinking. Uh I, I think it's almost like a, an, an apolitical stance about Usually it has to do with, uh, say, like, what kids are reading in school and giving families kind of like this blank canvas, right? Oh, we're not going to talk about these issues or, say, what is, what are considered political issues. And, you know, of course you can read, read that literature at home or have it for your kids at home. And so it almost seems like there's this... Struggle for definition that our that our children don't have the same uh, definition as the the adults do as far as free speech you know fr- free speech free thought it's just 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 thinking I don't know where I'm going with that thought I remember hearing that philosophy is all about, you know, you you roll you roll an idea over and then you roll it over again. You don't you don't stay with, or you like, you should not limit yourself to you know one proposition, but continue to explore and keep looking at all these sides. Again, <laughs> I don't know where I've led with that thought. But, uh, thanks for listening, and keep up the great work, the, uh, the voice is yours, and I hope, I, um, I hope that I get a chance to, uh, stand up to, for your right to speak, um, because it's, it's also mine, and... It's 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 a worthy thing to strive for and to argue for. Uh, Why? Uh, Honestly, I I have been uh, a prisoner, and to some degree, I'm still a prisoner. I'm a prisoner of uh, a way of thinking, uh, a way of being. Uh, My my ability to think and my ability to communicate has been has been limited. Um, and so you're kind of encountering me during kind of a a prison breakout um, you know, a constant prison breakout because, you know, I'm I'm dragged back uh, you know, I'll find myself back uh, back in my cell and I hope for that for you too. That you know, if you're in that situation where you find yourself uh, limited, that you can strive for and and break out and uh, have a voice. Uh, it's it's so interesting. Say that you know, day to day when we forget about how precious our our ability to tell stories to tell our story but also to tell the story of our people who you know whatever that tribe is uh whatever the community um and two my my own community is uh wounded broken um you know suffering people my you know childhood friends um we have had uh, one death because because of this, and um, you know if if I you know listen to the um, you know people that are uh, preaching uh, silence and who are for whatever reason you know they're ashamed or they are feeble-minded. Um, it's it's a kind of do the right thing, do the right thing kind of moment, and uh, yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening.